The word burrito means little donkey. So basically, Tanya, you're telling me it's just like your wedding day as a guy? Pretty much. <laughs> really, yeah. It's really a good illustration. <laughs> you don't think about that. The name burrito, as applied to the dish, possibly derives from the tendency for burritos to contain a lot of different things. I'm just gonna go. take a shower, you know, five minutes before I'm supposed to be there, and then yeah. I might put on this tux, you know. It's when like, like we a... start getting ready three hours before we're supposed to take Similar to how a donkey would be able to carry a large burden. Just that person that just sits with you. That's what I was gonna say. We all need that friend who won't leave the room. Mm -hmm. Even on our messiest day, our ugliest day, we need that friend, and we need to be that friend yes. that won't leave the room. Yes. I feel like that's also a thing to, as the friend, make sure that your friend knows that you can be there for them. Yes. Hey, that reminds me of another who urges us to place our burdens on him. Ah, but I'll allow your host to explain more about this person. So without further ado, I present to you the Jesus Burrito, hosted by Truitt. And Mikey B. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Jesus Burrito Podcast. Hello, hello. I am Hi. Truett. This is my co-host. <laughs> Mikey B. Mikey B. Yes, I know your name. You, you paused yeah. like I was going to forget. You acted like you forgot. Yes. I didn't forget. Um, I know. I know um, your name. We have guests, too. We do have guests here. And do you want to introduce your guest that you have here today? We've got Danny Ooh. over here. <laughs> Hello. Danny. <laughs> Hello, Danny. Do you want to tell us something about yourself, Danny? Any kind of anything that you want to tell us about yourself? That's, you know, um, keep your secret identity secret. Okay. I'm very tired right now. Very tired? Does that count? Yes, we're going to talk about why you're probably tired <laughs> okay. here in a minute. So, um, that's it. You're just very tired, okay? I mean, yeah. We'll that's the that. person that came to mind, so. So, you're a student. Yes. Right? Um, Yes. In high school, mm -hmm. in a town, in, yes. <laughs> in a town, in a place, oh, in a place, in a place. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, you do you uh, play any sports? Yes, I play basketball and I run track. Okay. What's mm -hmm. your favorite? Mm -hmm. Basketball. Right now, probably track. Your, your friend answered for you. She said basketball. <laughs> well, like I mean it. It depends on what if you take, it is. If you take away certain variables. Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Basketball. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you know, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. And do you play any instruments? Yes, I play the piano. Okay. Are you not getting introduced? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to introduce you. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to you. Out. No, no, I'm going to introduce you. I have, I have Tanya uh, with us <laughs> today. Hello, Tanya. She Hello, is Tanya. there. She is sitting there. And um, make sure that she can be heard, and just make sure you talk a little closer to the mic. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I'll do better. I'll do better. <laughs> you might have to scoot your chair closer. Okay. But Let me scoot up. There yes. we go. And um, I have, I have children. Tanya has children. Yes. Yes. How many children do you have? I have two children. I have a 23-year-old son and uh -huh. a 19-year-old daughter. Awesome. I also have a 19-year-old daughter. That's uh. I guess your daughter is a freshman mm -hmm. in college too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we have two freshmen finishing up. Yes. And your son is senior. 
Senior, wow, about to be done. Yes. With college. Well, sort of. Sort he, of. He's, okay. he's, well, he's, he, is, he is graduating in May with a degree in biological engineering. Okay. But recently awesome. set for wow. the MCAT, is doing a gap year, and then hopes to be accepted to medical school. Oh, so that's so why school would. So that's why still, I say sort of. Yeah, sort, sort of. of done. Yeah. yeah, you have to pick the long road there, but yeah. it'll be it'll be it'll be worth it. Well, yes. Well, thank you, uh, guest, for joining us. Happy to be here. You're our second guest official, second guest official, and Danny, you mentioned being tired. I'm very tired. Why, are, why would you guys be tired right now? Just you want to we talk about that? We went to prom. We went to prom it last night. prom season. It is yes. prom season. It is prom season. Now, I wanted to talk about this prom deal. Prom okay. deal? Yeah, I want to talk about this prom deal. Because you have a prom situation from the parents' point of view, and you have a prom situation mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. The, the students' point of view. Yes. The kids. Especially the daughter's point of the view daughters yes i think there's a big difference oh I was gonna ask, yeah i was gonna ask tanya about this that's true because there's a big difference Definitely. about a boy getting ready for prom mm. and a big difference for a girl getting ready for prom absolutely i'm guessing there's a huge huge <laughs> difference absolutely i would yes. say for a girl it's a lot bigger of a, of a deal than it is for a guy i feel like it's a lot more stressful especially if you have somebody that you're going with because then you're also stressed out about what they look like. It's a big stressful process, and I feel like guys are just more like, Da-da-da. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. take a shower. You know, five <laughs> minutes where I'm supposed to be there, and then yeah. I might put on this tux. You know, it's when, like, like we a... start getting ready three hours before we're supposed to take pictures, which yeah. is like a, two hours before actual prom. Yeah. Oh yeah, to get the girl ready, it's it's an all day. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a process. From the moment you get up, all day. It's event. a process for the guy. It's a twenty minute shower, and you put your tux on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So basically, Tony, you're telling me it's just like your wedding day as a guy. Pretty much. <laughs> really, yeah. It's really a good illustration. <laughs> you don't think about that, ladies. But it's really sad. I don't know it if that's the so situation sad. because I haven't had a son go to prom. I've only had a daughter go to prom. But it seems like I've I've gotten ready for prom. I remember yeah. that long ago. Yes, I remember that long ago. And <laughs> it was pretty much just tell me when to show up. Yeah. Yeah. And tell me what colors to wear. Yep. Yes. How you want to, where you want to do the pictures. The only responsibility y'all have is getting the tux. <laughs> and that's just stressful. And as being the girl. We don't have to buy it. And being, being on time. On time. Yeah. And that's sometimes hard for some people. Oh, speaking, some people. <laughs> speaking of weddings, I've been seeing on TikTok, like, girls are getting bouquets for prom. And I just don't know okay, how I feel about that. That is the new thing. Uh-huh. It's a new thing. Okay. I, I it is. I don't love it. It looks like a bridal photo. I, I don't someone like it because... Someone we knew did it too, didn't they? Huh? Someone we knew did that. Yes. I think some people at We won't say a name, at, but at, I saw the pictures. Did it. <laughs> but even at Danville, I saw some. But let me tell you something. When you do that, and even when you get married, y'all remember this, girls. When you Uh-oh. have a bouquet in your hand... What do you do? You have a tendency to hold it where? You hold it right here at your waist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then you, you can't to, see your dress. You exactly. Hold it down by your side. So, if you ever decide to do a bouquet for prom next year, or when you get married and you do a bouquet, always remember, don't hold it at your waist. Because well, you like, cover up the most beautiful thing you're trying to display. I think, it's like, I think like, it's like right below your belly button is where you're supposed to hold it. It's not like this. But for me... It's a prom night. It's what not is, your wedding right. night. Right. Yeah. So, I like I still like the corsage. Okay. I do. 
Talk about pictures for a second. Okay, okay it's the corsage is what was left out. I didn't yeah, realize they're, that. They're doing they're a doing bouquet instead of a corsage. Oh. I think corsages are for proms and a bouquet yes. is for weddings. Agreed. Yes. We all agree. Definitely. I am, I am, I am, I haven't, I'm not sure. No comment? For no comment. comment. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, you get a boutonniere. Yeah. You, you, you get a boutonniere. So you're going to tell us something about pictures. Okay. So for a big, big group picture that we had to do, um, we were around this pond. <laughs> like fountain type thing. No, the pond. We, like, it was a bunch of different couples and they had us, like, spread out around it. And they made two couples, like, climb all the way up, and one girl about fell in. <laughs> oh, no. Almost fell in the pond? Yes, from, like, That up. would have been awful. It would have been so bad. But I was having such trouble not laughing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd so be laughing. Like, I am really bad at laughing in serious situations. Me too. Just because I, I can't be serious because humor is how mm-hmm. I, I cope with things. So mm-hmm. if it's like something really serious, I'll make a joke to try and like, you know, calm the intensity in the room. Same. My mother tells me you have the most inappropriate humor mm-hmm. because I will laugh, you know, when really I shouldn't be laughing. But again, yeah. it just, it, I, ha- I do have a question for prom, about prom. Can I ask them a question? Yeah, so th- mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about. Our different perspectives. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Got so my question there. is, you do spend so much time in preparation, right? It's all mm-hmm. about the dress. You have the dress shopping day. Mm-hmm. You find the hair lady day, and yeah. the makeup lady. Yeah. It's a big day. So what I want to know from both of you is, was was it a let up or a let down? Did it meet your expectations or mm-hmm. were you kind of like... So this is where I think me and Danny are different because we come from different families right so like my dad went to cosmetology school and so he already knows how to do all that stuff Mm -hmm. so we don't go like he he helps me with my makeup and he does my hair at my home and like I don't leave and it's very more played down Mm -hmm. more like it's what I expect and it meets my expectations Mm -hmm. but it's not as extravagant I guess I my nana likes to get me all dolled up. It's her way of expressing her love towards what? me is spoiling me. Who? who? My nana. Nana. Yes. That, that, that stands for nanny? Nana. nana. It's just nana. <laughs> oh, nana. Yes. Grandmother? Yes. Okay. My, my grandma. Yeah. And so she hired a makeup and hair person. That she, that one person did my Like, they could do it, but... It would just turn into an argument, so I'd rather have someone else do it, yeah. and then just like stay off to the side. <laughs> yeah, it kind of takes care of it. Yeah. But so after the getting ready and all that aside, you're mm-hmm. ready, you're dressed, you get to prom. That's where I'm wondering: was it a let up or a let down? Were your expert? Was it like everything you dreamed it would be? I or love were you like, prom. what's all the hype about prom? I, yeah, I don't, absolutely I, I'm sorry. love. I, I don't understand the hype. No, I love prom. This one was so good. When your school is about three-fourths Hispanic, it's an all-out party. (laughs) It's not boring at all. No, and like, um, because the junior class plans it and they have their sponsors, Mm -hmm. those teachers, I mean... They were the best. Yes, and so there was 
cotton candy all night. A chocolate sl- fountain. Chocolate oh, fountain. Nice. Slurpees. Now let- I was interested in the chocolate fountain. They've leveled up since yeah. I went to mm-hmm. prom. No and cotton candy and chocolate at my there's prom. There's like a DJ and he... He was pretty good. He was pretty good. He was playing some jams. He concerned me because he looked old, but it was mm-hmm. fine. It was all good. So you look my age? Saying. No, older than you too. <laughs> no, oh. older than me. Looked like it. Wow. I mean, I, I didn't look too hard because the light strike by his face. So I was kind of like. Oh, no, it was it was really fun. <laughs> so the, that Good. lived up to your. Yeah, and then they had a photographer there mm-hmm. that took pictures of us when we got there. Oh my gosh, the goodie bags that they had. You know, you get those cups. I didn't get one. I took some. Oh yeah, I can't get one. I'm not old Yeah, it's only <laughs> for juniors and seniors. I forgot about that. <laughs> but you know the TikTok cups that are like gla- ooh, glass that like come up and then like the wooden top with uh-huh. the straws? They were like that. Oh, nice. And they were like blue and purple? Yeah. Did they say something on them? Prom 2023 Indian yeah. High School. It's a nice They were very favorite. girly. Yeah. So no, no guy would have wanted theirs. Well, you need to get one of theirs. I don't talk to any guys. <laughs> you couldn't. Could have took somebody's. I bet his date. Well, she, no, she got one. She. Oh yeah, I guess I could have taken his. Oh well, too late now. <laughs> well, he got a TV. I feel he like did he... get a TV. He's he's oh, giving he me somebody though. Okay. Wait wait wait. That was at the. How a- do you get a they TV give... at prom? That yeah. was an after It was after party. prom. Explain that to the listeners. So after prom, I'm where was prom? Your after to... prom was at a. Uh, I don't know if we can say the location. It was at a location. It was at. And then a what location. did you do there? At a church, right? It was at a church. I didn't go to this, but there were tons of. Door prizes. There was a 32-inch TV, a 50-inch TV, a 55-inch TV that was a Roku TV. That's what this one person won. I won a Samsung Chromebook. And a a bull. Yes, a mechanical bull, bull, and I wrote it. So did you play games to get these prizes, or was it like a drawing? It was was a drawing. Okay. Yeah. Just how, you know, we think and preparate, uh, preparate, Prepare, <laughs> prepare for things like you guys had that certain, you know, idea of what you thought prom would be like. I don't know. Is this are both of your first proms? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had an you had an idea of what. And it's a great question. Did it live up to your expectation? Right. And so many times we do that with different things in our lives, mm-hmm. and it's kind of dangerous because I think um, we compare. Uh, uh, things that we think are going to happen like aren't reality right. to things that actually happen. Mm-hmm. And I think comparison is a th- robs you of joy a lot of the time. Absolutely. I think you, comparison is a very dangerous thing. Very, very dangerous thing. Speaking of a person that compares herself to a lot of other people. Or comparing yourself to yourself. Exactly. That yeah. too. I mean like how you used to look and how you look now or your past. skill level in the yes. sport. Yeah. I mean comparison all around I feel like is just dangerous. If you're using it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in almost impossible not to engage in at some point if you're on social media. Yes. Right? Because you see everybody posts their happy. Everybody posts their best. Well, prom. Typically. For yes. example, was my dress prettier than hers? How is my makeup done sure. compared to hers? Was what my... does my hair look like? You know, yes. do, do people like my hair, her hair better? Like, mm. it's, it's fun. To post it because you want yes. to share, but no one posts like a picture of you when you wake up in the morning after right. prom. No, like no yeah. one's gonna do that, you know. Yeah. There's no B reels down that time. <laughs> I actually 
Bieber went off, it and I told myself off. to do it at prom, oh, no. yes. but I was having too much fun. Good. So I forgot. Good. You don't have to worry about being real when you're having fun. No. Right. That's true. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and a lot of people do that with uh, a, a Christian the, uh, coming to know the Lord Definitely. or becoming to know Jesus, and a lot of us Christians put that expectation out and. Uh, the expectation I'm talking about is you have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, we put that expectation out by not ever really telling people our faults or how screwed up we are. We only show people the perfect sides of ourselves. And I think that's does the disservice to um, what what really being a follower of Christ is. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. taking up your cross daily. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. It's no going to be just was, better no roses, gonna be but it's going to be the best. Right. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be the best. And there's there's things that we have to get. Uh, I think it all starts with salvation. Yes. I do think it all starts with salvation. Mm-hmm. Salvation usually happens these days because of a relationship that we have with someone else. I, I, I think community and relationship is a big part of other people coming to know the Lord. It was a big part of me coming to know the Lord. And I grew up in the church. And I really didn't have, uh, and I was going to ask you guys about this. I really didn't have my come to Jesus experience. I don't know where you want to, however you want to word it, my true, authentic. I had grown up in church. I knew all the answers. I went to church camp every year mm-hmm. and uh, knew a lot of the Bible and, and everything. But I think I knew more about Jesus and the facts and God's word that I actually was experiencing Jesus Mm -hmm. yes and experiencing God's the life giving words that and God's word and it really didn't happen to me until I was like 15 and really going through some identity crisis Um, and I you know I have different stages so it happened to me at 15 I kind of got serious um, and then I had another kind of a, a drama my mom and dad get divorced, and that was really hard. Mm-hmm. And that caused me to kind of go off the rails for a little bit and then have another uh, rededicate my life or, you know, really get serious again. Yeah. And I have really been that. I'm not saying I haven't figured it out since then because I certainly don't have it figured out since then. But I really look at those two points in my life as... Um, me really deciding that although I might have a little fun doing everything my own way, God's way was the best way Absolutely. for my life. And um, I started implementing, instead of just trying to say all the right things all the time, <laughs> I was trying to really seek God for answers about, you know, relationships and finances and... <laughs> How to treat my sister and, you know, I'm really stuff that I'd never thought about before. Yeah. And, um, you know, it all starts with salvation. I think once you become know the Lord, then you should crave the things that are important to Jesus should start being important to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big sign. And I think a big sign of maturity that I saw in myself is I wanted to sh- tell others about Jesus. And I think that's a big sign of maturity in a believer is when we really want, we really want other people. We have the cure 
to to life, really. The key. And if we have the cure, why don't we share it? Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't I don't do it every time. I'm not saying that I'm set the world on fire by witnessing to everyone that I talk to because mm-hmm. that's not me. I still have introverted tendencies sometimes, depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I've told you guys that I I, I feel kind of an outcast sometimes mm-hmm. in certain social situations, but most of the time I'm going to talk your ear off. But Anyway, I, I wanted to um, I wanted to kind of go this way because that's kind of a you know a quick summary of me getting serious in my faith, and it really involved you know going through hard stuff, mm-hmm. and through the hard stuff, I had my best friend when I was fifteen kind of lead me to the Lord, and then I uh, at church camp, Salem Springs, represent church camp. <laughs> oh, I just said something. I don't know. If I keep that in there or not, but yeah, Salem Springs church camp. And then um, uh, a family kind of took me in when my mom and dad were going through a hard time and a godly family, and they really, really grounded me back to my faith. I don't know if that makes sense. And um, I turned around so many things that people thought I was, because I left college in the midst of this craziness of being a goofball. (laughs) <laughs> and then I come back to college and I'm totally different. Yeah. And everyone thought I was schizophrenic or something. Because that <laughs> I mean, was, that's what happens when you... I was so different. ...become <clears throat> serious with Jesus is it, it does change your yeah, life it, completely. Yeah. It, it changes who you are, how you think, how you make your decisions. And, yeah. Changes your whole perspective. Right. Yeah. And and I won't go into... A, so that's just true it. Now, there's true it also of being, getting married and having my, having my daughter and mm-hmm. being a dad and... And I won't get into all that just yet, but... Well, I feel like each stage of life opens up a brand new, like, ah, like, light bulb moment with your walk. I feel like... I don't feel like you're ever done with having a come-to-know-Jesus moment in your life. Completely agree. I mean... Yeah, I don't think you should ever quit having come-to-Jesus moments. There's definitely ups and downs in your relationship with God just because we are human and we do sin and you know we'll get away but we'll come back and mm-hmm. then we'll drift away again but we'll, we'll come back and it's just a constant cycle of realizing that you need him and you can't yeah. do it on your own mm-hmm. yeah and talking about well and talking about expectations mm-hmm. um we had just just different life circumstances this last year where it was a season I was really excited about going into, and it's one of those seasons where you think, I think, really feel like things are really going to fall in place, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden things start falling apart. And, and I just found myself, God, this is just not how I thought this was going to go. This mm-hmm. is not how I expected mm-hmm. this to look. And then just dealing with those unmet expectations and something this past year that God has really taught me that he has said over and over is, Tanya, it's never about you. It's always about me. And that when I'm in that place of feeling disappointed or dissatisfied or discontent, I've made whatever it was about me and not his bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So that's been a big, big life lesson for me this year. Yeah, and um, I mean, Tanya, if you don't mind, what was some times that, that, that you felt that you went through to get you because those times were hard for me but they got me closer to the lord mm-hmm. you know and and really i i don't know if, if this is good or bad but i do go back to those times to remember how i called out to the lord mm-hmm. and he answered my call 
Yes. You know, so what do you, would you mind sharing some of those about some of those experiences? So one of my key life verse is kind of talking about how it was kind of at 15 that, uh-huh. you know, it's really when you came to really seek the Lord, so mm-hmm. to speak. And so I was saved at nine years old, vacation Bible school, have grown up in church yeah. all my life. Uh, I have two very godly grandparents who took me to church every Sunday. I come from a divorced family as well and spent a lot of time with my grandparents growing up and I was about 24 years old, uh, newly married, had gone to a women's retreat, and I was just kind of at a place where I just felt God was distant. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew, I felt like I knew a lot about God because I'd been in church all my life, but kind of like you expressed, I didn't really feel like I was experiencing Him on a personal level, mm-hmm. on that kind of personal level where it changes every choice you make and every relationship you allow. Mm-hmm. So... I went to this women's retreat, and one of the key verses that weekend is, is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. So we all kind of know that verse, and we love that verse. But the verse immediately after that is, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So, you know, God has plans for us to prosper us and give, an, give us a hope and a future. I wasn't experiencing that because I wasn't seeking him with all my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of, then we don't go to the next verses. Right. So um, that was kind of a turning point in my life of really learning how to press into him and to really be more consistent with my prayer life and to be more consistent with my quiet time and my Bible study and to really press into him. And that's when my relationship with him, I think, really became more personal. So carrying that forward into these times of unmet expectations. So I'm a, I, I'm a big writer-downer person. I like to write things down. Um, I have note cards. I mean, I have Presley seen them. I have like mm-hmm. hundreds of They're note all, cards. all over the I place. have them everywhere. <laughs> That's kind of like my battle plan, so to speak, is that when yeah. every morning when I get up, I do my quiet time. I always start with a note card. So, you know, anything that comes to my mind, someone God wants me to pray for, an unmet expectation that I'm dealing with, a verse that I want to pray, I'm going to ca- write it on that note card and I'm going to carry it around with me all day. And then I put it with all the others and the next day I start again so that it's kind of always in the forefront of my mind mm-hmm. to help me focus or a scripture that God is really bringing to my mind so that in those moments when I I'm really feeling that discouragement and that disappointment. I've got it there in front of me to help me kind of refocus on, okay, this is not about me. God, this is about you. And mm-hmm. and in fact, the thing that I was dealing with this past year was so significant. I even I called it our battle plan. I even typed them all out. I made Bob a copy. Bob's my husband. And I said, okay, you're going to pray these every day, and I'm going to pray these every day. <laughs> Here's your marching orders. Yeah, yeah. These are, yeah, because, you know, this is some spiritual warfare that, that we really need to take seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's very important to keep it. I wish I was more of a... I think you said rider downer, but <laughs> I wish I was really more of a rider downer. Um, I I try to operate from up here and just from memory, and that it's not work a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But when I do write something down, it's very important, and I usually do stick with it. Uh, maybe that's why I don't write everything down because I know I'll stick with it if I write it down. So, uh, how about you, students? What's what's sometimes in your young life? <laughs> You know, it, you don't have to go go into as, as little details or as many details as you want. Don't feel the pressure to, to you know, share anything you don't want to share. But what do you think? Um, well, for me, I mean, I got saved when I was four. 
last I got baptized and I accepted Jesus in my this heart. This is not a competition. I no. 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 <laughs> I mean, younger than nine. Okay, <laughs> I'm just joking. joking. Um, but so my family, we became missionaries when I was five, and we moved a long ways away from where we lived, and I was just always around an environment that was centered at Jesus, but I had never really. It was all surface level. I kind of how you were talking about. I know all the answers. I know the Sunday. I know the Sunday school answers. I can give you, like, John three sixteen. This is what you need to know. Right. And it wasn't until we decided to move away from that place, when I was conscious about the fact that my life was about to change. Because mm-hmm. at five, you don't really know what's going on. And I really had to cling to the fact that God has a plan. And, I mean, you have to put your trust in him. You have to take that step. You have to be okay with what he's calling you to do. And that's not an easy thing. And that was probably the first time that I had really been conscious about how God plays roles in your life. And he's always there. I mean, he moves you. He speaks to you. And it wasn't until, like, last summer, I mean... It was a very lonely time in my life. And all I did was go to uh, summer ca- like Christian summer camps. That's all I did. And I was just constantly at, at the church doing, singing Christian. Like, it was just, I was broken and I was alone and I had to cling to something. Mm-hmm. And sadly, but truthfully, I mean, that's when I feel like those come to know Jesus moments mm-hmm. is when you're just, you have nothing else. Yes. And I mean, like mm-hmm. you're at the end of yourself. And honestly, I mean, we should always cling to Jesus, but it's just in those moments of, I have nothing. Mm-hmm. And, but you're still here. And that was probably that change that happened. That where I came back and I was just happier <clears throat> and more filled because I had, like died to myself died to this is how it's supposed to go this is not what my plan was Mm -hmm. and it was very hard but that was probably so far in my life the biggest like jesus moment (laughs) but because you because you had moved here and you're you're still trying to figure everything out here it's just a little over two years now right yeah it'll be two years in may right yeah so you're saying you 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 came to the end of yourself yeah okay i'm i've tried to carry this all myself yeah for so long and i'm finally just gonna i mean and like give it over to the lord i was acting like i could control i could handle the decisions that i was making and the decisions that other people were making and like it you can't you can't Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't end well and it didn't yeah and it was just not a good time for me and I don't think anyone that was involved in this situation and it was just like a I don't know what to do yeah yeah and that's I mean like I was just by myself for most of the stuff that I did and I was just at camp and I was just surrounded by like I was exposed to so many different preachers and so many different perspectives of how your walk should be with Jesus and like 
what are you doing? Why are you not doing it if you're, if you aren't? Like, what, what are you waiting on? Mm -hmm. And that's when he exposed, like, Mm. not exposed, I don't know, made clear to me what I feel is my calling right now. And it was just a very enlightening experience. Mm -hmm. No. No. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. I think it's good to know. I mean, we do. We need to... I had a, a lady that I worked with at, uh, you guys are going to die, I don't know, you can, never heard of this grocery store, it's called Piggly Wiggly. Oh, I, I know the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Back in the day, and I had a, a little lady I worked with, an older lady, she's probably in her 70s, and she would say, and she was, she knew I was, I went to church, and I was very involved in church, and she was a Christian lady for a long time, and she was always giving me little nuggets about faith, and she said, you know, she's like, we always want to take on the load, Trip. We don't don't take on the load. We, we a lot of people take on the load and then they then they pass it to Jesus. Yes. Don't take it on. Just shove it right on to them. <laughs> I like that. I mean, don't take it on because we do that. We, it's, we yeah. take pure, it. It's pure truth. We take it. 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 And we're when we're finally had at the end of what we finally had over. Mm-hmm. She said what she was saying. She's like, just shovel on over. Just. Give Make it, it your Jesus. first reaction instead yeah. of your last yeah. resort. Yeah. That's first reaction still last. That's resort. been that's my good. favorite thing yeah. that Pastor Mo yeah. has been has said, I think, is it was prayer. But I mm-hmm. just think make Jesus your first reaction, not your last resort. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like that. we constantly do that. We only go to him when we're hurt, or we only go to him when we need something or need and like that's what he's there for when you need him. But he's, he's not there. a genie. <laughs> yeah. We can't just yeah. Like, Jesus, this isn't going to go well for me. I need your help now. Cause... There, there's also something about how we need to make ourselves uncomfortable mm-hmm. in order to re- rely fully on the Lord. Because mm-hmm. when I put myself out something of myself, when I, I mean, I put myself in a situation that I can only handle this situation because of Jesus in my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, that re- makes me rely on him and lean into him more than just staying in my little comfort zone that I can, you know, I can just stay in really easy and safe. But it's getting out of those things. That's a whole other angle that we could talk about, but mm-hmm. I don't want to get into that. But I think it's important that we, we look at that. If we get to the end of ourselves and we do have to give it to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But what if we purposefully all the time got to the end of ourselves yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so we can be in that place with him all the time Mm -hmm. and i like the point that mikey made about uh just your transparency of when you're in that place you feel very lonely right Uh, but um like like truett talked about earlier community is so important but we're often scared to share those burdens with others because we feel like we we do feel exposed and we we feel like we're going to be judged for some reason or people are going to think less of us Mm -hmm. if we can't hold it all together even though (laughs) we know we can't so was there ever a point with you where there was a person who kind of helped draw you out of that and the reason I ask that question is because something that I have tried to be 
better at is just being more aware of where other people are. Mm-hmm. We may not always agree with someone else, but we can still have awareness that we all have a struggle that we're facing that maybe no one knows anything about. And just being aware of other people, where they are and what their needs might be in that particular season of their life. So was there anyone who did that for you? Yes. I had, I mean, my parents were obviously always there for me, but I had one friend that, I mean, was just there and was just there to listen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm a, just a type of person that unless I ask for you to help me, I just want you to listen mm-hmm. to, what, to what's going on. And if you have input, you know, kind of depends on where I'm at attitude-wise, <laughs> if I'm willing to hear it or not. But yes, there was, I mean, they were just always just that person that just sits with you. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. We all need that friend who won't leave the room. Mm-hmm. Even on our messiest day, our ugliest day, we need that friend and we need to be that friend yes. that won't leave the room. Yes. And I feel like that's also a thing to, as the friend, make sure that your friend knows that you can be there for them. Yes. Always make that clear that you're a safe space. I see you. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm not leaving the room. Yeah. Yes. And like we've talked, because parents, absolute blessing. You know, they're always there, but there's sometimes you just need someone that's just a friend that's just closer to your yeah. age mm-hmm. and is just someone you can connect with on that level, I feel like, sure. a little better. Okay. Well, uh, how about you, Danny? Okay. We, I, I can tell that this is. We're going a little different direction than I thought, but this is great. Okay. Well, I've already just thought about the this is come to Jesus moments. This is the title. Come yes. <laughs> Jesus totally come to Jesus I moments. I am totally okay with that. Okay. So I got baptized when I was seven, eight. Beat all y'all. Mikey B. Mikey B is an Enneagram one. Yes, oh, no. she is. <laughs> Which I am oh, too, no. so I can say this. We we, we tend to be overachievers. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, Enneagram. Here we go. Well, and then I think it was nine or ten. So not that much difference, but it was at the same camp that Truett went to when he was fifteen, and it was me, and my friend that we also me, and my friend also got baptized at the same time. And it was at this camp. We both, like, it was during the invitation. We both looked at each other, like, we are like, okay, so we're not doing something right. And we were, like, 9 or 10, you know. And so we went down to the counselors that were there. I went with my dad, and she went with my mom. And we were both just, like, that was my first come to Jesus moment. I don't remember it well because I was 9. And it was just, I feel like the first time I really felt him like pushing me you know and there was that and then it was kind of just smooth sailing after that and then when I was 13 this really bad thing happened and I lost two of two people I loved and it just kind of it, it, it rocks you it, it, it came out of nowhere and it's just like a, take a step back and realize that could have been you you know and um, that first few months, you're still kind of in that just, like, shock, brain fog. So I never really, you know, the basic question, why, God? Why would this have to happen? I never really asked it because I, I always knew, you know, everything happens for a reason. He'll bring good out of it. And it wasn't until about the one-year anniversary came around that I was like, okay, I'm 
actually starting to feel it now. Why did this have to happen? And um, I got a few answers here and there, but nothing really yet. And then it was the two-year anniversary, was it, a month ago, that I really got the answers that I have been asking for for two years. And it was just kind of a moment where I was like, okay, like, I'm I'm going to be fine. This will all work out. It's it's going to be fine. And between those two years, I really got closer with God. Like I started doing a lot more quiet time in the Bible. I started praying more. Like before then, I hardly ever prayed just because I just wasn't comfortable with it. I thought I'm not saying the right things or, you know, I'm not, you know, it's not as professional when really praying is just you having a conversation with him because he is your friend. And I've learned that now. But I've definitely gotten closer with him and just more of a deeper relationship than I've ever had just because sometimes it takes something like that to happen in your life for you to realize, mm-hmm. okay, you, you need to fix some things. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, Tanya at the beginning was saying, you know, I thought everything's going to – fall into place and it all started falling apart like in February the month before is when Mikey first came and my best friend had just moved away two years before then and I hadn't had really anybody at school and then she came I was like oh yeah a friend and then I started talking to this guy I was like oh yeah boyfriend you know it's all going <laughs> together place, yeah. and then um March hit and I was like well darn <laughs> you know like that came out of nowhere and then me and uh, this friend got into it a little bit. And then me and my boyfriend broke up. And it was just like everything started falling apart. And it just kept falling apart. Basketball wasn't how it used to be. Me and my dad started getting more arguments. Me and my nano started getting more arguments. It's like everything was just not the way I wanted it to be. And that's honestly when I was, I feel like, I was at my lowest when the accident happened, but with something like that, you're just in total shock. You don't really feel it right then. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I cried, you know, but I didn't like cry, cry, you know, until... Well, didn't you, sorry, didn't you go to school the next week? I, so it happened on a Monday. Uh-huh. I went to school on Thursday. Just because I... I can't just sit there and do nothing. Mm-hmm. I went straight to school, and but then I checked out that same day because this one boy made me cry. <laughs> because he said, I thought you were a preacher's daughter. You don't know this in the scripture. And that just like, okay, you know, yeah. I'm done. I'm leaving. Wow. Yeah, that happened. And that was when I was like, okay, you're going to study the Bible. You are going to know it. So I did, and I do know it now. <laughs> but I... We have an amazing community here, but I really just learned to the not I learned the power of forgiveness and being apologetic. Mm-hmm. And so me and this friend apologized to each other. Everything got worked out and that's when everything started falling back into place. So everything is getting better and I'm very appreciative of it but this past two years have definitely when my relationship with Jesus has grown a lot 
I yeah, I, I can't. You know, I talked to your dad about this too. Yeah. I just can't fathom. I just can't fathom. The, the, I'm just so impressed with the strength that you both have. Yes. To be the people you are, through that, is pretty inspiring. Thanks. So thank you. It's pretty inspiring, and I, I don't think you would be upset if I did mention who passed. Mm-mm. You lost your mother and your little brother. Yes, so, I did. Because uh, I think some people out there, maybe listening to this, mm-hmm. you know, um, have had that, maybe not the same experience, but have but, lost someone yeah, very close to right. them. But well, and I just want to add to what Truett said, uh, just the enormity of strength that Danny and her dad have shown. It, it, it is truly inspirational and just truly a light to so many people that just will make and does make Jesus' name famous in so many ways to see you continue to grow in your faith and continue to seek him even in the midst of incomprehensible pain. I've had someone ask me, Danny, how, how, how are you still, you know, getting out of bed every day? And, like, and my answer was, it's not me. It's God. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if, I really, I thought about this one day. If I didn't have him, I would literally be in a hole right now. I'd still be in it. I wouldn't want to get out. And some days I don't want to get out of bed. But I know that I have to. My ultimate goal in life is to tell other people what he's done in my life. Because if it wasn't for him, I would not be where I am at right now in my life. Yes, and I, I, I have no doubt that you're going to do that. <laughs> Same. I have no doubt that you're going to do that. And you're already doing it. So, um, you know, I, I think it's something that... I don't think it's something uh, that you'll... People, I don't think... Getting over it is the right thing to say. It's like because you always want to carry it with you. It's not getting over it. What did I say that one time? It's not moving on. It's moving forward. Moving yes. forward. I was yeah, telling exactly. one of my family members this, and she was. I had a really bad night at basketball. Like awful attitude. Barely scored at all. Like it was. It was just bad. I was crying, and she asked me. She was like, "Well, do you think you just missed your mom and brother?" And I was like. Well, duh, but, you know, it's it's more than that. Like, and I was telling her, you can't just sit around and feel sorry for yourself. Like, you have to get up. And she was kind of upset with me because she was like, how can you move on? I'm like, I'm not moving on. I will never be able to move on. But life goes on, and you have to keep going with it. Absolutely. And I mean, like, hurts and mm-hmm. things that happen in your life, they're un- inevitable, and they happen if you stay in that, I mean, like, you're never mm-hmm. going to move forward with what right. God has for you. So, I mean, I absolutely agree that, mm-hmm. like, that's obviously going to be a part of your life. But, one, it doesn't have to be who you are. Right. And, two, you can grow mm-hmm. and take that and turn it into what God has for, it, like, whatever happened. I mean. A comforting thing for me is... When I say I wouldn't tell other people what has happened and what he's done in my life is God wouldn't allow that to happen if I wasn't supposed to tell people about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yeah. just a mindset I have is he wouldn't have allowed 
you know, for you to lose your mom and your brother, you wouldn't he wouldn't have allowed you to go through these hardships with friendships and relationships if you weren't supposed to share it. Yeah. I'm like I feel like he has given me this testimony because you know, it was for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to find that reason and how I'm supposed to use it exactly, but it's, that's just my comfort is truly everything does happen for a reason. It just won't be right off the bat. And I know that for two years of waiting, it's not going to be right now. It might be when I'm 40 or maybe next year. Like, it's just a series of being patient with him. Yeah. Interesting. And not losing that faith that mm-hmm. you have while waiting. I feel like that's the hardest part is, like, still trusting and still being there. When the answers don't come immediately. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> like. You know, I... I, I'm trying to think of a word that would, and I think I don't know if this is the right definition. I just gonna, I looked up the definition. It's not what I wanted, but the word abide, you know, abiding in Christ. That was the word for women of joy last year. It was abide, abide. in God. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, man, I, hearing you speak about going through that, Danny, I just think of the word abide. You're. You and your dad is abiding in Christ, abiding in Jesus. And I looked it up, and it said something about just following rule. It's it's following a teaching, or you know, saying yes to mm-hmm. something over and over again. You know, yeah. like it's certainty. And praise the Lord that that's where y'all were at, mm-hmm. that you were abiding already. And then when it happened, you abided even abided even more in that fact. Yeah. And I think um, in all of our stories that we shared, it's just really saying yes over and just over again. surrendering to him yeah. constantly. Which, and if you're listening to this thinking, oh my gosh, that'd be so easy. It's not it's easy. Not. I mean, it's really not. No, it's not like, easy. Was, no. like, that's just something growing up. Like, oh, trusting God's so easy. That's not a hard thing Shoot. to do. It's, it's not at no. all. And if... And, if you're thinking that, like, this sh- this should be easy, I'm going through this and it's not, I'm having such a hard time, that is okay. I mean, it's it's so hard to go through stuff on this world because this mm-hmm. world's awful. I mean, yeah. and it's, it's not going to be easy. Mm-mm. But when you have God and when you have that faith, it makes it easier than what it would be if you didn't have him in. Right knowing that there's a plan because you have Jesus and you have that faith and that is more comforting I feel like than ease mm-hmm. easier I mean it is ease but I feel like that's what people get wrong when it comes to accepting Jesus in your life is that you know everything's just gonna be cupcakes, cupcakes and rainbows yes like, it's not honestly sometimes it might be harder mm-hmm. just because you feel more conflicted because you know what you're supposed to do and then you still don't do it but there's definitely some aspects in your life that would be a lot harder if you didn't have him and he definitely makes it easier when you need it most well and your life is a story that people want to read I once had someone say if your life was exactly like you wanted it to the point that Mikey be made easy if our life was exactly like we wanted it, if we got everything we ever wanted, it would be so boring, no mm-hmm. one would ever want to read it. That's so true. Exactly. But it's the hard things that make our life... Relatable. Relatable. 
Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And mm-hmm. so Danny and I went to lunch one day, and she actually told me the story <laughs> that she just told on the podcast. Yes. And I want you to know that has stuck with me every day. I've thought about that. It's not about getting over it. It's about moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, I've even told, not even not even who told me that, not, mm-hmm. you know, not to disclose anything that we had shared in our conversation that day but I've thought that and someone was going through a difficult time and I actually shared your words of wisdom with them because I thought that was so insightful and wise beyond her years but you know oftentimes wisdom doesn't necessarily come with age because we can be really old and still really (laughs) foolish yeah but when we lean into God um, you know that's where we gain that wisdom Mm -hmm. and I, I see that and I see you sharing that so I just want you to remember even though parts of your story are so difficult it also it's a story people want to read because they see something different because they see a light and a strength that they want mm-hmm. and I, I found my uh, uh, the abide verse that I was looking at John 15 4 yes and it that's says right. abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine so neither can you unless you abide in me? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a theme of what we're talking about. Just con- continually to abide in Christ. Um, and I want anyone listening out there to know that coming to Christ does not mean you have to have it all together before you come to Christ. No. no. You come together, you come to Christ first, mm-hmm. and then he helps you get he helps you, gives you peace and joy through all circumstances. And it's not going to be easy, but he's there as a uh, a lighthouse in the storm where we can always look towards. And a lot of us, I know a lot of people out there don't have anything to look towards, nothing solid in their life, and they, they lose hope. And praise the Lord, all of us have that lighthouse is Jesus to always have a point of reference for it to look towards mm-hmm. um, and uh, it just it's sad when I meet someone that has gone through something that you have described mm-hmm. Danny and and uh, just doesn't have Christ in their life they're just trying to make sense of death and they they can't Danny thank you for sharing that yes thank you very much yes thank you very much can i share one more thing yes yes please share for anybody that is listening right now and you're going through a season of like you just went through something really hard and difficult and you're just not knowing why it had to happen one verse that has really comforted me is john 13 7 and it is jesus replied you do not realize now what i'm doing but later you will understand Mm mm-hmm and that is just, it's very, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Comforting. I mean, yeah, but like, assurance. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of assurance in that verse. It's just like, it's not for nothing. I will know later. And that's just something I can look forward to in the future. And something that you can look forward to in the future. Would you want to share, and if not, we can cut this out, where that verse was? <laughs> hmm? Where that where, verse where's was. The verse? Where's the reference? At your house. Oh, um, my mom's mirror. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. So her M- mom actually. My mom was a lot like Tanya with her note cards. Oh, I okay. had. Was that verse on mine or hers? 
It was on the bathroom, the first one, wasn't it? That was mine. Yeah. It was up in the top left corner. I had two note cards. John 13 7 was one of them. I knew I had that one somewhere. Hmm. There was another one. But my mom would always, she'd just pull up scripture like that. She was, that was, she was very good at it, and she would just always know what you needed at the right time. I love that. And then after the accident, Danny's Nana mm-hmm. actually took that note card and um, had that in, in her mother's handwriting put on boards that mm-hmm. several Same of us boards, have in yeah. our houses. I have that in my kitchen now. Mm-hmm. In, awesome. in her handwriting, that exact verse. Wow. Actually, true story, I've always had that verse in my life, but I think it was Nick Smith Jr. that posted it on his Instagram story that made me realize it again. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's that one verse I like. And then, so that's why I've memorized it again. So, it can come from anywhere. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it can come from anywhere. It can come from anywhere. Well, um, well, thank you, ladies, so much. That was great. <laughs> that was fun. Coming to yeah, Jesus moments. That was fun, yeah. And uh, abiding in Christ. Mm-hmm. Good, good stuff. So, uh Tanya, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hope you had a fun time. I have. And I really hope that you do it again. Cause I would love to come back. There's Yeah, okay. Well, we will definitely have mm-hmm. you back. And Danny, thank you. You're welcome. For sharing. Thanks for having me. Uh, everything <laughs> that you shared. And just just keep on keeping on. Yeah. yeah. To more ups Words and downs in life. <laughs> more trusting and having faith. Yeah. yeah. And Mikey B, thank you for mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> and and uh, going through the journey of the Jesus Burrito podcast, which is all the good things wrapped into one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can put anything in burrito, and it's just great. It's delicious. Exactly. <laughs> and all this is really great stuff, and we all need to hear it. Mm-hmm. So I will let you ladies get to sleep after yeah. your prom night. <laughs> Who needs sleep? And we're so glad that you both <laughs> stayed safe. Uh, your prom night. We didn't have any prom people in our house this year, did we, Tanya? We did not. So it was pretty laid back for us. It was. Right. I was uh, offered to, uh, asked if I wanted to go to the after prom party, and I was like, I will let the parents enjoy. Politely declined. I will let them, and I'll let all the parents uh, participate in that joy this year. Because I wanted to take the year off having a prom person in my house. But I'm glad we got to hang out today. Yeah. All right. Well, good goodbye. Say goodbye, Bye. everyone. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. And we'll uh, we'll have two uh, episodes every month. Hopefully. Yeah, hope. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> we're going to do it. So, goodbye. God bless everybody. See you next time on the Jesus Burrito. The burrito is a Mexican dish consisting of a flour tortilla wrapped into a sealed cylindrical shape around various savory ingredients. These ingredients may include meat, such as beef, chicken, or pork. Often include other ingredients, such as rice, beans, vegetables, such as lettuce and tomato, cheese, and condiments, such as salsa, pico de gallo, and guacamole.